0: You'll have noticed from the two readings that my subject today is about knowing God. And I want to start off with a verse from John, chapter 10. I'm going to give you several verses, so I apologise for that, but uh, it's the Word, and I'm bringing the Word of God. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my sheep, and my own sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. Jesus here was referring to us. One flock. Catholic. Protestant, Orthodox, whether we like it or not, we're all part of one flock, the flock of Jesus. We belong to the same family. We may not agree with everything, but we are part of one flock. That's why it's important that we have churches together. And that's why Jesus prayed that we might be one. However, it's not important which part of the flock we belong to. The important thing is our relationship with God. How well do we know the shepherd? He knows us. How well do we know him? What's important in your life? What's important in my life? Paul said in Philippians, more than that I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. To Paul, nothing else mattered. What mattered more than anything else was knowing Jesus. That was the most important thing for him. It's a bit like the story of the pearl of great price. When the man found the pearl, he wanted it more than anything else. So he was prepared to give up everything. He sold everything so that he could get that pearl. And Paul was prepared to give up everything so that he might know God, he might know Christ. In Jeremiah 9, verse 23 and 24, we read, Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, but let him who boasts boast about this, that he knows and understands me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice and righteousness on earth for in these I delight. In today's society, a lot of emphasis is placed on qualifications, they're the key thing. Our children are under pressure to achieve. Targets are implemented to check that they've reached their goals. But it's clear from this verse, they're not the be all and end all. What is important in life is to know God. Last year we celebrated the birthday of the queen. And if I were to ask you what she, about her, you might tell me several things that you know about her. We know about her, but I doubt if any of us unless any of you've met her, any of us know her. We know facts about her, but we don't know her. What do we know about God? Well, We're told that He's Creator, He's a Father, He's just, He's righteous, He's loving, He's forgiving, all knowing, faithful, sustaining, comforting, healer, provider, merciful, a Saviour. We know these facts because people have told us but have we experienced them? Job says, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Job knew about God, he was faithful to God, but his spiritual eyes had been opened. Suddenly he had an experience of God in his life. So can we say that knowing God, knowing about God is the same as knowing him? I don't believe we can. This is something I'm burdened with for the children. I'm burdened that they will grow to know God rather than know about Him. And obviously if we've experienced the fact that He's helped us in our lives then we've experienced God. We have an experience of Him close up. And I know many years ago when I lost my first husband I had that close experience of God being right there with me, being my sustainer, my comforter, all of the things probably that I'd mentioned earlier. When I was writing a booklet about God, how God had helped me through bereavement, I was stuck in a traffic jam one day and I decided to talk to God about the next chapter of the book. And I felt Him say, Tell them how I sustained you, how I carried you through. I'd experienced this so I could bear witness to it. To know somebody, we need to spend time with them. In In John 1, verse 35 to 41, we read about the first disciples of Jesus. The two disciples had been listening to John when he pointed to Jesus as the Lamb of God. They followed him and they spent the day with him and they recognised from spending that time with him that he was the Messiah. And then they went and found others to tell them what they'd discovered. However, we see from the reading that we had earlier that (coughs) Jesus challenged Philip on how well he really knew him. It's amazing the depth of the relationship the disciples must have had with Jesus And yet here he is basically saying, you don't really know me at all. And yet they've been with him all the time. When the woman at the well went back and spoke to the townsfolk, they accepted what she said. But they invited Jesus to spend time with them. And this is what they then said. We no longer believe because of what you said, Now we've heard for ourselves and know this man is really the saviour of the world. Spending time with Jesus made them recognise the Messiah. (coughs) They got to know him. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Sheep know the voice of the shepherd. They know they're safe with him. In New Testament times, the shepherd would lie down across the, the gate to the pen at night to protect the sheep from the predators. He was prepared to give his life for them. The sheep recognise the shepherd because he's the one that always cares for them and they recognise his voice. A friend of mine lived at Pilgrim's Hall in Brentwood, where they kept sheep. And Phil Hilton, the shepherd, tended the sheep he would call the sheep and they came to him. Peter decided one day to call them just as Phil had and the sheep totally ignored him. They did not know him and his voice was unrecognizable. When Jesus calls, do we know him? Do we recognize him as the shepherd? knowing somebody knowing about someone to knowing them. We need to spend time with them. As a teenager one of the things I loved to do with my dad was go to work with him. He was a rep so he travelled most days and I'd go in the car with him and we would talk together about lots of things and I learnt a lot from him in these times about his life, what he thought And I understood my dad a lot more from spending that time with him. I was never allowed to go into the the jobs with him. I always had to sit in the car and wait. But I was allowed to travel with him. And God likes us to journey with him. But the difference is, he doesn't leave us in the car. He actually takes us on the job with him. And he involves us in the job. He wants us to be involved. And he will show us our role in his mission. But we need to spend time with him, to know him more, and to see where he wants to involve us. And it's only by spending that time that we can find out. Isaiah talked of those who spent time with God rising on wings as eagles. Eagles fly high. And they can see a long way. And God shows us far more when we're with him than just down on the ground. There's not a lot you can see from the ground, but when you're up there, you can see so much more. And God wants us to spend that time with him. And the more we spend with him, the more we know him. And I don't want to be like Philip and for Jesus to say... Have I spent all this time with you and you still don't know me? But we can spend time with somebody and not know them. So, what stops us from knowing them? What's that block? Well, we can be too wrapped up in ourselves, thinking too much about what we want. We can be too busy to listen properly. Maybe our minds are on other things. Or maybe we don't even stop talking ourselves. In Psalm 46 verse 10 it says, Be still and know that I am God. I always think of Mary and Martha, and I've thought a lot about that this week. Mary was happy to sit and listen to Jesus. But Martha was too busy trying to do everything. And while we're rushing about being busy, we don't have time to get to know God. (coughs) Sometimes we just need to stop and listen. I can remember a few years back, driving to work one day, and God said to me, slow down. You're missing everything. I can't show you things when you're in such a rush, when you're so busy. Slow down. I've been busy filling my life with work, because doing that... Stopped me thinking about being on my own. But God wanted other things. God had other ways. But I had to respond. And fortunately, I listened to what he said. And he showed me a new direction. And that new direction was to get married to Brian. And I was blessed. And and I've had time now to listen and see what God's telling me. Prayer... Spending time with God is not just about talking to him, but listening, learning to listen. And if we go back to Martha and Mary, Martha wasn't able to lay aside all those things that she was doing. She so wanted everything to be just right. She was so busy, she couldn't see the value of sitting like Mary. Because she'd rather be doing the things for Jesus to make sure it was what she wanted right for him. And in today's busy world, are we able to spend that value time with him? I recognize that today life is busy. There are so many things going on. This week on, on breakfast time we were watching about a doctor who talked about the value of different things. One of the things he said was important was to get our priorities and one of those priorities he said was meditation. Now. Often, Christians will say, ah, meditation. But you know, God wants us to meditate. God wants us to meditate on the Word. We need to think about it. We need to read it, think about it, over and over. What is God saying to us? The prayer is a two-way conversation, as I said. And as with all relationships, it's important To have that two-way conversation. Our church was involved in a prayer course recently and there were some very helpful um, comments made on listening to God. It's a course that you can get hold of online and I'd recommend it because it really was good and it showed you the things that you could do to listen to God. Some years back I travelled to Harrogate with a friend and my niece, and the friend spent most of the time talking, as was her want. At the end of the journey my niece said to me, she doesn't know anything about me, and she was absolutely right. This friend had not given her an opportunity in that 4-5 hour journey to say a word about herself, because all she wanted to do was tell everybody about herself. And I'm sure God must feel like that sometimes with us. We spend time talking to him. But what he wants is that time when we listen. When we stop and say, God, what do you want to say to me? Spending time in the word is important too. And I don't mean just reading the Bible. Because, you know, over the years I've gone through that. I've just read the Bible and thought... Oh, how many verses have I got to read today? But as I've spent more time in the Word saying, God, what are you saying to me through this today? I've found I've learnt far more. Ask God to show you what he's saying as you read. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. And as I say, it's good to pray, Lord, what do you want to show me today? Paul said in Ephesians 1 verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you might know him better. It's the spirit that helps us to know God. That's why Jesus promised to send him and also promised that we would know him because he lives in us. God's spirit lives in each one of us today. We all have that spirit in us. And as we spend time with God and meditate on his word, asking the Spirit to guide us, so we will fulfil that prayer that Paul had, that we will know him better. And I, for one, want this. I want to know him more. I want to really know him more and more each day. And the more we spend time with him, the more we become like him. Our characters will change. People will know that we belong to him. They'll also watch us to see how we react in certain circumstances. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. We carry the fragrance of God in us. Paul talks about us spreading that fragrance. We reflect God. And so the more we know him, the more we're able to reflect. And the more we know him, the more we'll reveal him to others. They will see our lives. They already do. And they're already watching what we do. And as we reveal God to those around us and partner with him in his mission... My prayer is that this verse will be revealed, be fulfilled. No longer will a man teach his neighbour or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me. Wouldn't it be wonderful? I look forward to the day when people in Basildon will say, We know the Lord. You know, so often Basildon gets slated. For the wrong reasons and whenever I hear anybody say anything I challenge them and I say one day you will be surprised because Basildon will be known as a place where God is known as we reflect God as we know him more people will see that in us and they'll want it too wouldn't it be wonderful let's pray for that So what's blocking us from really knowing Jesus? How do we shut out the world to spend valuable time with him? Martha couldn't spend time. She was too busy. And this will be different for each one of us. We're all individual and we need to learn our own strategies. There's no one size that fits all. Every one of us has different ways of doing it. For us we find that as soon as breakfast is over, we can sit down on our own, spend time with God. We also spend time together, praying to God. But we like to have that time when God speaks to us individually. We're fortunate because we, I was going to say we've retired, we've, we've changed direction. Um, because there's no retirement in the Christian life, we've changed direction. but we see the value of being able to sit down as I say we're fortunate when I was working I found my special times with God were when I was driving to work because they were the times when I could actually listen and hear what God was saying to me and I learnt a lot then but they're my experiences yours will be different you need to ask God how you can spend that valuable time We also need to reflect on what stops us getting through. What are those blockages that stop us having time with God? The anxieties, the annoyances, work, family, difficulties. Everyone is different for every one of us. And you know what they are for you, I know what they are for me. And I have to say, I'm still a work in progress. My mind will wander when I sit down and I start to think and reflect. I'll start to think of other things that need to go on. I'm a bit like Martha. I might not be busy actually doing things, but the mind is still busy in the same way. So I need to reflect. I need to reflect on how God can help me to know him better. I need to ask him to take away the blockages so I can spend more value time with him. We all need to ask God, God, to show us what it is that's stopping us so that we can get to know him better. I want to know him more. How about you? <coughs> Shall we pray? Father, we need to know you more. We want to know you more, Lord. I want to know you more. I want to know the power of your work at life you work in my life lord we pray today that you will show us the things that stop us getting to know you the things that stop us spending time value time sitting with you and listening to you lord i pray that each one of us might know how to get to know you more today that we will be people that will reflect you And show your glory throughout this town, throughout this county, throughout this country, throughout this world. Lord, as we reflect you, may more and more people see you in our lives. Not for us, but for your glory, Lord. And we pray that as we know you more, you will show us how to partner with you in your mission. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.